Hey, hey, beauties. Welcome to a Sacred Space podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and I am so excited to share with you how to create sacred space in order to heal and empower yourself. I want you to know that it is possible to live your dream life, to create amazing relationships, to experience joy daily, to be fully connected to yourself and passionate about life. No matter where you're at right now, it is possible to heal your trauma, your anxiety, and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. In this podcast, I will share with you the tools and resources I've used in order to create my dream life. And if it's possible for me, I know it is for you too. So let's get started. Okay, everybody. Today I am here with Kathy McKinnon. She is the founder of Wellness Warrior Coaching, and we are going to talk all about boundaries, self-care, and investing in yourself. So I'm very excited. I'm going to have Kathy go ahead and just introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her and her business, and then we'll dive into the topic. Sure. So first of all, Katie, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here and share my story. So thank you for allowing me the space. So a little bit about my story and how I came to my business. So my personal transformation is what led me to my business and sharing my story with others. And this was really a culmination of events in my life. I was struggling with fertility problems. I came across a cancer diagnosis in that struggle for fertility problems. And then I went through a very ugly separation and became a single mom. So a lot of major life events in a very condensed uh, time period and learning how to cope with them, how to focus on what was really important and how to really set those boundaries so that I was set up for success on my vision for my life, as well as the life that I wanted to demonstrate for my son. Now that I have this blessed baby boy in my life, what did I want him to see? How did I want him to see his mom? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want him to see his mom as the frazzled, stressed out woman who has no time to play with him. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, really reestablishing our world and what that would be. And, you know, saying no to the things that did not suit us, which is as women, I think is very, very hard to to say no to invitations, the group events, whatever it might be. Um, but building those in so that we have the time that we need, um, not just for the things that fit our vision or our goal, but just to be us, just to have that one-on-one time, even if it's just doing nothing else but having movie night. Yes. Yes, that's awesome. That's beautiful. I, I have a daughter, too, and I ended up a single mom, so I can totally relate to your story and, like, that motivation behind, like, you know, how do I want them to see me and how do I want them to grow up and what are the tools I didn't have as a kid that I want to provide to them, you know, and that, that always begins within us and making that change within ourselves and our, in our mindset. So that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I struggled for about five years to have my son. And so when I finally had him, I wanted to assess how did I want him to see me? How did I want to show up in the world? Not how had I been showing up in the world or how I could continue down that path. But I, I truly believe that he saved me because, because of my push to have a child and my desire to, to find out why I was having fertility struggles. That's how they came across my cancer diagnosis. So 
had I not been in this push to, to have him, it, it could have been years before they found that cancer and it could have escalated to a, a much worse outcome. Mm-hmm. So he saved me in my mind. And so I owe it to him to show up as best I can for him. And some days that's bike rides in the park. And when he was little, it was running around on the playground with him, getting dirty and, and being that mom that had no problem getting dirty, crawling around the playground and being goofy and silly. And, mm-hmm. and because of that, I have just this great bond with him that he knows, you know, mom is always there. There's no question of he can, we can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure as he becomes a teenager, that might change a little bit, but we just have this closeness that, you know, we can laugh and joke and, and, you know, he's fine just going on a bike ride with mom. He wants to do things like that. So to me, that's, that's worth all of it. Yes, I agree completely. That's an amazing, amazing story. Well, why don't we, <coughs> like you had mentioned boundaries in your story and how you, um, you started building that in your life and, and what those are. So why don't we talk about like what healthy boundaries are and, and how you, you view that. I think that's a really important topic. Yeah, so I used to be the woman who wanted to say yes to everything and do every event and go everywhere and have the schedule where I was running around hectically stressed out um, like a crazy person. Um, And then I realized that some of these things that I was rushing or stressing out to get to were not things that gave me energy. They were not things that I could see how they fit into my path or my vision for my goals. Mm -hmm. And so then I had to step back and say, well, then why am I doing that? If it doesn't give me energy, if it doesn't fit in as a puzzle piece into my goals, why? Why am I taking my energy reserve? Because as parents, as working parents, we know there's only so much energy to go around. Yeah. Why are, am I spending this reserve on something that doesn't fuel me? Mm-hmm. And so it's obviously still a, a practice because we're never perfect at boundaries. Right. But really creating them and, and understanding what is your yes and no's and honoring them, mm-hmm. honoring those things that give you energy, mm-hmm. that light you up, that fit with your path, and then really holding still on those no's that are just energy drains, mm-hmm. that are detour- detouring you from, you know, your end goal. And, right. you know, showing that, demonstrating that your kids is key as well right that we don't have to say yes to everything Mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree and I think too like it comes down to really like like you said like asking that question like why like creating awareness around it like what is the purpose Mm -hmm. of this like what am I getting out of this like why am I really doing this you know because sometimes I think we can get so caught up in like our ego mind that tells us that we need to do something like to fit in or to please another person. And that's especially true for us as women because we're sort of bred to be like people pleasers in that way. And, and we don't, we don't even really question it. It's just sort of automatic. And we're just saying yes to these things that are really draining us that we really don't want to do that don't fit in with our values and don't fit in with the, the ultimate um, fulfillment that we're looking for, that our soul is looking for. We're just doing it out of, um, you know, like whatever automatic subconscious belief that we have going on that we're not aware of. So asking that question, like you said, like, why am I doing this is like, I think vitally important when we're looking at what we're going to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. For a, for a lot of people, it's a robotic motion of just saying yes to every invitation that comes across their email text or whatever it might be. And, and really a habit that I've gotten into now, um, that took some, took a while to, to get used to. I mean, habits take time to get used to, but every week on my Sunday night, I take a look at my calendar for the upcoming week and really assess everything that's on my calendar. Mm -hmm. Maybe I said yes to something a month ago and now I'm like, you know what, that doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Or you know what, this is a negotiable item and it really drains my energy. And you know what, this is not the week for an energy drain. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to move that or just cancel it. Mm -hmm. And I think having that weekly check-in to make sure that you are, you know, your week is moving with intention. The things on your calendar are intentional and how you spend your time and your energy. Of course, there are things on our calendar that I'm sure we would like to move, but we can't. You know what, the, the laundry and dishes, those are kind of non-negotiable. Eventually, they're going to have to be done. <laughs> I wish some days we could take those things off. But there are things that are negotiable. That Why are they on our calendar? And you know what? Some weeks, it might be okay to let those things slide. And other weeks, if you're already drained or you're feeling sluggish, that is not the time to spend your energy reserve going after those things. Right. Yes. I, I love that. I think, and like how you said, like, like looking at your week with intention, like that's, that's amazing. I can really learn from that. I need to, to invest more into that. Cause I think sometimes like, like you gave the example of like signing up for something, say it's like a couple months in advance and at the time you really wanted to do it. And then like it gets close to the time and your week is like way off and you don't want to do it. Like, I, I have such a hard time. I've encountered that so many times. And, and now I'm pretty good about being like, okay, I, I can't do this. I have to reschedule it. But it's hard for me. Like, I still have that initial yeah. feeling of like, what are they going to think of me? Are they going to be disappointed? Am I letting them down? You know what I mean? And it's usually something simple where it, it ends up always working out and it doesn't affect the person like I initially think that it's going to. But there's that immediate response within me and it's hard for me to like to just be like no I can't do this I'm going to honor that and it always ends up working out but again that initial response happens yeah and, and you said it exactly right you think they're going to react in a certain way or you perceive their reaction is going to be a certain way and in reality they may not react that way at all mm -hmm. and so that's a bit of our our comparison right or our perception of how we'll be perceived by other people if we cancel, right, especially maybe it's a last minute cancel. Right. And so we don't want that perception to be portrayed onto other people. But I really think when you're confident in your intention of your time and your energy, people will respect that when you say, you know what, I'm sorry, I had initially RSVP'd. But you know what, this week, we have other things going on. And these things are top priority towards our goals and our energy this week. And I really think that they begin to respect that. Yeah, that's what I found. I think like <clears throat> when I was younger and I didn't have that, that um, self-honesty and when I would cancel things, like, you know, I always felt like judged for it. I always felt like, um, mm -hmm. you know, like people looked at me like I was flighty or unreliable or that sort of stuff because that's kind of how I was looking at myself and that's kind of the intentional place that I was coming from and I think that now that I've changed that around and I look at it as more of like on like a self, being honest with myself 
and then honoring where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I always end up like, I even had to do that. I think it was last month at the beginning of March, I had a podcast thing scheduled or the middle of March and, um, or a Facebook live. That's what it was with another person. And I got, I was feeling sick, like not feeling good. And I was just like, you know, I can't do this. So I, I texted her and I was like, I, I know that we have it coming up, but I can't do it. And it was pretty short notice. I think it was like about 24 hour, maybe 48 hour notice that I gave her. And she was like, Oh no, that's totally fine. Um, she was like, I'm actually thinking about going in a different direction with this anyways. And it just like totally worked out. And I noticed that like more and more and more when I'm honoring myself and where I'm at, the response is always received well. And that's because it's coming from a different place. It's not coming from a place of, even though I might still initially feel that guilt or I might still initially feel like that self-judgment because I'm really coming from a place of honoring myself and my boundaries, it's always received well by the other person. It's like a different and Yeah, so much of that is the energy that you're giving off when you respond, right? You're not giving off kind of this, um, unconfident, wavering, I'm sorry, I have to cancel this hesitation. You're saying very confidently, I need to stand in my energy this week. I need to stand with my intention. And I'm sorry, this just no longer fits. Mm-hmm. And many times people can read that and they're like, you know what? That is the best for both worlds that the energy isn't jiving this week. The intention isn't jiving this week. And you know what? We're going to reschedule or cancel or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly beautiful. All right. And then um, let's talk about self-care and like how, how that plays into like your story and your experience with that. I would love to know. So uh, before all this transformation, I, I call it forced transformation because I don't know if I would have done, gone through this transformation as quickly or as early as I would have if it wasn't for the cancer diagnosis, but um, it all put me in a good place so that it, at the end of the day, it all worked out. Um, before all that, I didn't really invest in myself. Mm-hmm. I graduated college and I dove headfirst into corporate America and worked obscure hours. And I just thought, this is what you do. You become this workaholic in corporate America. And, you know, I was brought up to, to be successful. You have to work hard. And so I dove headfirst. I worked hard. I worked six days a week. I traveled all over. I was, that was my, my world. And after I had my son, I could not keep up, of course, with the corporate America and taking care of baby and all this. And I was feeling completely disjointed, not really understanding who I was anymore or who this person was before all this happened. And so I've begun to just block time on my calendar. And it's so good for the soul. It's so refreshing that, you know what, some days... I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to sit down and read my book and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or some days, you know what? I'm going to just have a Netflix night and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And honoring myself and understanding that I need to have time to recharge and reboot and whether that's reading, journaling, meditation, or, you know what, having some mom time and going to the spa, whatever that means, taking that time, and not feeling guilty about it. Right, right. And oh, really ahead. in the last, sorry, in the last two years, like I spent time investing in a coach for myself, which I had never done before. I was like, well, why do people need, you know, 
I sure athletes need coaches, but why would I need a coach? Mm-hmm. And I even questioned it at first, you know, okay, there's this investment, there's this time, I'm already so busy. And I was like, no, you know what, we're going to do this. And honestly, it was the best thing for me. Yeah. Yes, there was an investment of time and money, but I learned so much about myself in the process that after X number of years, we won't divulge my age, I had never figured out myself. And I was like, how did these people get to this place so quickly? Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, why didn't I know this so many years ago? It could have changed so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think investing in a coach is huge. Like, it, it, it has that ability to just really um, have someone look at you who, who can just really reflect you in a kind and safe environment. And, and then you're able to see things so much faster that like you just, it would have taken you years otherwise to get to those things. You know what I mean? But this person can, can guide you and can just reflect you. I mean, that's really what it is. It's just this beautiful, like, um, friendship where this person reflects what's going on within yourself. And, you know, a lot of times, like when I work with a coach or working with clients, it's not like they're telling you what's going on with you. They're simply holding space. And then you're realizing it as you're talking to them. I've had so many ahas just talking to my coach. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that just came out of nowhere. I just realized something. And it was just me like talking to her, her asking me questions or, you know, whatever the case is. So it's, it's just this beautiful way of holding space for another person. And we learn so much having that. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, in, in the 90 days I had my coach, um, she was able to identify some limiting beliefs that I've been holding on to since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I don't have any limiting beliefs. What are you talking about? You know? Yeah. And then she, we were talking through something and she goes, Oh my goodness, that's why you're hanging on to this. This thing is you have this belief that you need to prove them wrong. And I was like, Oh man, I remember that family member saying that to me exactly. And I'm like, Holy cow, that's been sitting there for all these years. And that's why I had this mindset of this is what I had to do with my career. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And I I wanted to touch really quick on, because you're a mom and, and I know how this is. So when, how do we deal with um, the guilt that does come around self-care? Like, how do you deal with that? Because I know that like, for me, um, initially, like going into my healing journey, there was a sense of guilt of like taking care of myself or spending time on myself and, and somehow that taking away from my relationship with my child. And I really had to get in the mindset mm-hmm. of this is not only just for me, but it's for them, for my baby, because if I'm in a good place, I can parent her in a good place. But I always like to know like what other people's perspectives are, especially with the mom guilt thing. Cause it's so, it's so huge. It's so prevalent and we feel it so deeply. Yeah, it, it is hard. And I would say in, in the beginning, when my son was younger, it was much harder. Um, and I don't know if it's we've set a routine now or he's older that it's gotten easier. Um, but you should not feel guilt about it. Because if you are not the best person you can be, if you're not showing up the best that you can, that is going to impact them. If you are not taking time for proper rest, then you're showing up sluggish and tired to them. If you're sluggish and tired, you're not the mom running around the playground with them. 
Right. And then what do, what, how do they see that? They see that as my mom's the one always sitting on the bench, not running around with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can either have the guilt or you can have the children having the perception that they receive from your energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, it was, I'm not, I don't want my son to have this perception mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, the sluggish, tired mom, or I don't have time or whatever it might be, because they're going to have their perceptions, no matter what you tell them, you know, the actions are greater than the words, especially to a child. So, and they don't understand busy schedules, right? That they don't, that's adult thing to deal with. Right. So I gave up on feeling the guilt of self-care because I knew that taking care of myself, whether it was sleep or taking that one hour to go to yoga class, translated to me showing up with more energy, more joy, being more aware of what was going on for him. Yeah. If I'm tired and exhausted, I am not picking up on the things that are going on for him or what's important to him at that time, which sometimes, you know, as adults, we're like, is this sandcastle really that important? But it is to them. And they want to know that you see it's important. Right. And so being able to give him that time and energy and space translates a million times over and so to me getting that energy and time to give him that there's no guilt yeah yeah I love that I love that perspective and that's really the place that I had to come to too like I I definitely um it took me a while to get there I don't think that I got there until um, my daughter was older and I had, I had ended up with, um, Graves disease. I think I got it when she was, I don't know, three or four. And then, you know, I was just tired all the time and all this stuff. And then, you know, th- that was my motivation when I got Graves disease was like, okay, I have to heal this. I have to figure out how to heal this. And I have to understand what's the energy behind this that created this disease in me. Because otherwise, I'm just going to, I'm not going to be able to show up for my daughter. Like, this isn't, this isn't going to work. And so that's what I did. And, um, and it made a huge difference. And I knew, I just kept reminding myself the whole time that I'm, I'm working on myself and I'm healing myself so that I can show up for her. And so that I can give her the tools she needs to deal with her emotions and to understand herself better. And everything that I'm doing, I'm also doing for her. What I do for myself, I do for her. And that's, that's for anybody. That's even in our partnerships or whatever it is. What we do for ourselves, we do for other people. And that's, that's really like the bottom line, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely agree. And I think as, as moms, sometimes we put our own health on the back burner mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we're busy with everything else. But case in point, you have to take that time to ensure that you are healthy and healthy being mind, body, and energy, not just the food you eat or not just going to the gym every once in a while, the whole kitten caboodle, right? And so are you being, are you being mindful? Are you eating well? Are you eating the foods that give you energy? Are you taking the time to get physical fitness in, whether it's with the kids or without the kids? Because if you're not this healthy example for them, again, they're watching all the time, right? And your health is, is so important that putting off that doctor appointment or that checkup is not worth getting potentially bad news down the road because you didn't address something right away. Right. Exactly. Love that. <clears throat> okay. And that will lead us into investing in yourself. So 
um, why don't you just um, take that over and and tell us like how um, how you invested in yourself and and what that really what that really means to you. So I um, again recently I invested in my own coach, my personal coach, um, and it, I took that I took I went and spent a, a weekend at a um, women's retreat taking some downtime just for me with a, a tribe of incredible women and there are many times that maybe a few years ago I would have been like oh no I can't spend that money oh no I can't take that a weekend for me just for myself like no and now I've come to see that this time whether it's a coach whether it's a weekend away whether it's you know hanging out with your tribe is so necessary for your growth mm -hmm. because we're continuously growing and every day we have this opportunity to reassess how we're showing up. Yeah. And sometimes we have to step back and step out of our current state or current routine or our current schedule to actually even understand how we're showing up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're just going through the motions of the routine because we're so hectic, busy. Yes. That we need to step back and reflect on, are we showing up the best we want to? Mm -hmm. And how does that fit with our goals? Mm -hmm. And so I've probably spent more investing in myself in the last two years mm -hmm. than I have probably in the last 10 years. Um, but my life is so much more joyful and yes. so much more full of laughter. And I've got a great group of tribe friends that we, we go to yoga together, we bounce ideas off each other we collaborate on business initiatives and that sort of energy and passion I did not have before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree I think that and I think it's the same for me like in the last few years I've invested more time energy and money into myself because I think that it's not just about the money like you have to be willing to invest in yourself on all levels you know what I mean you've got to give yourself time and space and time you've got to invest in your own energy and, and your own, um, you know, like, like keeping that energy and building that energy. You've got to invest in all, on all three levels. And I definitely done that like more in the last two or three years than I ever probably did in my entire life. And it vastly has changed things for me. I've, I've awakened more. I have an incredible relationship with my daughter. I have, um, I manifested my soulmate. Like all of these things have happened. Because, yeah, because of, and I truly believe that it's huge on, because I decided to invest in myself. Because I think when you invest in yourself, you're sending yourself the message of, I am worthy of more. And I see that I'm deserving of love. And when we can commit to that and commit to, um, you know, giving ourselves that message on a daily basis, we, we open the, the, our capacity to receive more in life and especially joy like you mentioned <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know it goes to this whole thing of you have to do the work yourself before you can share that with others right so if you want to whether it's manifesting a soulmate manifesting whatever it might be you have to do the work on yourself before you can put that energy out into the world yeah and sometimes that's so hard because we don't want to do the work ourselves because it is hard work mm -hmm. digging back into those limiting beliefs or digging back into what's holding us back. It's not easy, mm -hmm. especially admitting and addressing those roadblocks. Mm -hmm. And so when you do that hard work, 
then you open up to the universe, right? This energy gets shown to the world that you're showing up completely differently because you did that hard work. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it pays off. Like, let me tell you, maybe it feels hard in the beginning or whatever the case is, but it is 100% worth it. And what you receive for, for making that commitment and for doing the work is like far surpasses whatever hard work that you did. It, it suddenly doesn't even seem like it was as hard as you initially thought that it was going to be. Yeah. 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 During, during the process, you will feel pushed and you will feel challenged. Yeah. But once you get through the process, it's like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders hugely and it just gets easier like and I know like in the beginning of of like my healing journey I there were so many times where I just wanted to quit I was like this is too hard I'm not seeing the results like I'm gonna quit but I always tell people that once you've decided like that's it once you've started doing work on your mindset and you started seeing your limiting beliefs and stuff that you can't go back from that you can want to you can have your breakdowns and you can be like I don't I, this is too hard. I don't want to do it. I'm not seeing the results, but you will, you will just keep going because you've already started the process and then it keeps getting easier and easier. And then you start seeing the results and you're like, Oh, why did I ever want to quit this? I mean, I think that's a, a valid point too. There, there will be breakdowns. There will be crying. There will be hugs. There will be whatever it might be. And those yeah. things are okay. Yeah. You know, somebody had once asked me, how did I get through my fertility struggles? And the first answer that came to my mind was a lot of crying, mm -hmm. a lot of crying. Mm -hmm. And that's just being honest. And that's just yes. how I got through it. Yes. It was a lot of tears. It was a lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Those needed to be released mm -hmm. because bottling that up would not have done me any good. Mm -hmm. No, it wouldn't have. And it's so important to release our emotions and to honor them and let them move through us because that that honestly is just it's just part of life and and I think so often we get caught up in like this belief that that emotions are um bad or especially like negative emotions and that you know we shouldn't feel that way or you know whatever and and that's just not true like all those things are here to teach us all of those things are here to help us grow and expand and by feeling them and honoring them you know, we, we are able to move into a whole new phase and expansion of our souls and our expression here on earth. And it's, it's like a beautiful, beautiful day. Well, and I think there's some people maybe feel there's um, negativity or stigma around being vulnerable, mm -hmm. but honestly, it's the bravest thing you could do. Right. Putting that out there. That is, takes so much courage and bravery, it does. but then again, you feel light years. Mm -hmm have gone past and you feel like a different person on the outside of it. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kathy. Is there anything else that you want Thanks to add around that or anything that comes to mind? You know, I, I think it is just for those listening, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Don't be afraid to take that time for yourself and, and do what fits your vision or your path for your life because at the end of the day, it will pay off. Yes, I love that. And on that note, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, your website, your social media, whatever you want to share. <laughs> sure. So I am on both Facebook and Instagram as Wellness Warrior Coaching. And so tune in for daily inspiration. We've got some quotes out there and we like to engage with the community and see what's going on. And if you are in the Chicagoland area, we have some events coming up in person. 
as well as I'm co-authoring a few books coming out later this year. So stay tuned. Lots going on. Yeah, looking forward to that. Well, I'm so glad that you came on. I loved it so much. Thank you so much, Kathy. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Katie. For free resources, ebooks, and other super awesome tools, go to my website, sacredspacewithkatie.com. I also want to remind you to subscribe so you always get the latest episode and to leave a review so other people can find this podcast too. I super appreciate you tuning in today and I will catch you in the next episode. Have a beautiful day.